Blackwater, the Wagner Group, Executive Outcomes, the Flying Tigers, the Swiss Guard, the White Company, the Knights Templar, the Varangian Guard, Clercus of Sparta, Pythagoras the Spartan, Mentor of Rhodes, Socrates of Achaea. The list is endless. Mercenaries, Guns for Hire, Soldiers of Fortune, Private Military Companies, Private Security Contractors, Dirty Deeds, <laughs> Not So Dirt Cheap. History is replete with privatized militaries. Call them what you want. They have been around for a very long time, and they are very likely not going away anytime soon. And like it or not, wars are good, very good for business. Furthermore, history tells us that more people are enslaved and killed by such means as greed, corruption, oppression, and tyranny than by any other means. So choose the red pill, remove your blinders, all of them, and take a good sensory inventory of what you're being told and shown to believe. Because here we go. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Oconus, The Contractor's Life. Talking from the relatively insular and bucolic rural foothills of northwestern Washington State, I'm your host, Scott Dresser. Life as a private security contractor in a hostile or a war-torn zone, or as some call it, an austere or a non-permissive environment. Well, it is a mixed bag of blessings. Some good and some not so good. All in all though, private security contracting is much the same as life. It is what you make it. The MENA region, or the Middle East North Africa region. Lands of enchantment, lands of mystery, lands of the old ones and the ancient ones. Myths, legends, folklore, maybe. If you believe what you read in the ancient and the holy texts, then you know that it all centered around what we refer to as the MENA region. That's right, the Mediterranean. And you probably also know that to every legend or myth, there is a base of at least some truth. Welcome everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the fourth season of Oconus, The Contractor's Life. I'm Scott Dresser. I think we left off in the previous episode, in the previous season, roughly around week three of the WPS program, that uh, the train up, the run up to being deployed downrange for that, uh, down there in the state of New Mexico. And as I've said before, anybody that's new to this podcast or hasn't listened to the previous podcast and doesn't really know what's going on, there's a lot of stuff that um, I cannot talk about. Um, and then there's about the same number of things that, yeah, I could talk about them, but probably shouldn't, or at least not go into great detail. So I can't tell you exactly where, well, I mean, I could, but I'm not going to tell you exactly where we were during that training process. Um, But we were down in the southern region of New Mexico, southwest region, something like that, of New Mexico. And we 
got to get out and we went in numerous places within it, uh, primarily Albuquerque, but there were other places as well. We also did the Arizona thing, but that's later during the train-up uh, for different modules or portions of the WPS program. And for those who don't know, I guess I may as well go ahead and get it out there now. In the WPS program, there are three primary modules um, or training se segments, sectors, because um, there's actually dozens and dozens of modules. Um, so the, the three primary core areas of instruction and training for the WPS program are uh, what they call PSS, or Protective Security Specialist, which involves everything from movements and whether you're driving or you're on foot, to land nav, to uh, shooting, uh, formations, you know, the various types of formations for, again, uh, dismounted and mounted patrols, whatever you want to call it. All right. The other one is uh, the driving portion, which includes driving on a hardball or asphalt, cement, whatever you want to call it, and then off-road. Uh, and then you put it all together and, you know, you go through, we, I don't know, four to seven days of that stuff, putting it all together. And then the third one is the ERT or some call it SRT or whatever you want to call it, but the emergency response team. So, because normally what happens in the WPS program, and this is not an uncommon thing in a lot of projects, at least back then, uh, they're similar or to a great extent the same still. Uh, your first deployment downrange on a new program or project like this, it's uh, not unexpected. They make it pretty clear that your first three to six months are going to be doing something like ERT. Uh, you know, and there's other things that you might be doing as well. But basically, you're going to be stationary static. You're going to be at the, the FOB, the base, the compound, wherever it is that you're at, uh, the embassy, the consulate, whatever you want to call it. Okay, that's where you're going to be, and you're going to be doing ERT. And what that basically means is that um, until you know your your second or third rotation, and you're selected to be part of the mobile team, so that when anybody from the ambassador all the way down to say some dignitary or VIP that's coming in or going, that you would escort, uh, you would go pick them up bring them back or take them back to where they were or wherever it is they want to go in a meeting, uh, out to get a cup of coffee, <laughs> sightsee, whatever they want to do. Uh, <clears throat> so when you make that team, okay, th that's that's part of the PS. I mean, it's all part of the PSS thing, but um, because they also have a non-PSS, and I'll go into that later. But So prior to getting on the mobile team and, and being assigned to that and having regular or fairly semi-regular runs, you're going to be ERT. So when the mobile team is out, they're doing their thing, they come under duress, they get hit, um, they become uh, stationary, they, they can't move, uh, maybe they've taken shelter uh, somewhere in that town or out in the middle of the desert, whatever it happens to be, wherever, as far as they can make it, and they've, they've sent up the, the signal flare and they've let everybody know, uh, the ERT rushes to their aid. And basically becomes a rescue mission, if you will, at that point, depending on circumstances, just how bad it is. Uh, they might just go out there and just support and make it clear to everybody that's out there, look, don't mess with these guys. We're here. Uh, our guns are up and uh, we're going to shoot if, if you do anything stupid. 
other times it might be a full-on rescue. I mean, they may be taking refuge. Uh, you know, they've shot back. They've done everything they can. But you got to understand that the mobile team's first primary objective is getting their principal um, off the X and to safety. And they're going to drive back to point A if they can. If they can't make it back to point A or they can't make it even to point B, that's where the ERT comes into place. So that's the third part of, of these of, of this uh, WPS program. So it's PSS, the protective security specialist that goes into a just, I mean, just a, a I'm just going to be frank. It goes into a shit ton of stuff. Um, and then, like I said, then you've got the, uh, the driving portion, which involves a lot of really cool stuff. Um, some called it uh, uh, vehicular physics or vehicle physics um, because physics plays into it. I mean, just natural, you know, the physics of our world, um, how the vehicles respond and do things, whether you're driving an SUV or a pickup or you're driving a car. So in, in both for off-road, on-road, muddy, dirt, hardball, it doesn't matter. It goes into all of that. Uh, and, and there's, there's, I mean, there's just a ton of modules, um, including like uh, uh, self-defense stuff, for lack of a better term, okay? Um, how to engage, how to, how to defend against it, one thing or another. It, uh, there's just a ton of it. So right now, we're, you know, in this story as it's evolving. And for those that are listening, because I've had a, a few people contact me and say, Hey, Scott, I heard your WPS thing. It's like, so I want to remind everybody, uh, for those that, that don't remember or, or aren't clear, that this is not a WPS podcast. What this is, is it's an evolution that I started with my first contract there in Kuwait. We went through Iraq, Afghanistan, came back to Iraq. Now we're on our way back to Afghanistan. But I thought, you know, there's a lot of stuff that people just don't know or understand about WPS. And without spilling the beans or getting salacious, just thought I'd go through that iteration prior to going back to Afghanistan, where I spent the balance or the rest of my time, roughly the last two or two and a half years, uh, doing work before calling it quits. So third week, um, you know, and things are starting to get a little real now. They're starting to get a little serious. We're doing land nav. Um, we're, we're doing uh, movements. We're doing foot stuff. We're doing um, engagements with, with, well, for the with, engagements with the enemy, okay? Um, both how to, how to repel them, how to get off the X and shoot, move, and communicate with each other to get back to the vehicle or, or get back to a shelter or whatever you got to do to get out of there. Um, and sometimes this is on roads or streets. Other times this is out in the dirt, out in the weeds. Um, so a lot of stuff going on. I mean, it's like I've said before, our days are roughly 12-hour days. Uh, they're not supposed to go over 10 officially, but 12 is where we were at. Um, and I think the State Department was kind of okay with it. But we weren't supposed to go beyond that. And, of course, anybody that's been through it knows that you go well beyond it. <laughs> okay, it, It's a long day, and it's seven days a week. It was supposed to be six on, one off. We never got that. It was seven on, um, which was okay. We got paid for it, and it was really good instruction and training. And uh, like I've mentioned before, anybody that's been through it knows this to be the case. Um, and, and if you're one of those special operators, you know, it, it, you've been there, you've done it, so it's it's not as big a deal for you because you've, you've been drinking this information from a hose probably your whole time, okay? 
So it is, it can be overwhelming for some folks and it takes, you know, a few days, maybe a week or two to really adjust to this volume of information that you're being force fed and that you're expected to be able to regurgitate through muscle memory or brain memory or whatever and just put it all together, figure it out. Um, and the really cool thing about it is that they go out of their way to make sure that not only are the scenarios not repeated, there's always something different about every scenario, but also just when you think you got it because they told you and, and, and you dry ran through it, when you do it live, they change something up. Okay, So they want you to be able to think on your feet and be able to figure this stuff out because that's what's going to happen in real life. Stuff's going to happen that you weren't expecting, you weren't anticipating, you thought you had this thing planned out, and we all know about the plans, right? Um, your plans go to hell at <laughs> first contact. That's just the way it is. So that's what a lot of this was about, getting us used to the various things, walking through mock towns, walking through mock areas, um, and, and being able to adapt and, and, and uh, return fire, whether it's coming from a rooftop, coming from behind buildings or between buildings, behind hills, uh, you know, at a distance, close range, whatever. We had to make it work, defend ourselves, de defend each other, protect the principal, get off the X, and get to where we need to go. Uh, so that's uh, basically a synopsis on how this, is, how this works and where we're at in doing this stuff. So, like I said, we're roughly week three-ish. And as I recollect, that's the week that we started doing like range stuff. And we spent... Somewhere between one and two weeks out there on the range, um, you know, in the first week was uh, pretty much everything to do with rifles and pistols, machine guns and grenade launchers and stuff like that. Um, and then the next week, uh, and there was there was some gap in it because we were doing other modules involved doing something similar, but also with vehicles. And then we did some other finesse stuff. Um, and got our final test scores and everything else, um, including, you know, marksman kind of stuff. So uh, it was roughly two weeks, uh, the total time spent on the range and, and doing that sort of uh, weapon stuff. Uh, a lot of fun. I remember before I went there, a good friend of mine who had gone through it said that uh, th uh, that first week they spent on it, he, he had blisters on his finger or fingers, uh, maybe his thumb. And I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. Um, and <laughs> It wasn't until about the fifth or seventh day that I started to notice, yeah, I think he's right, <laughs> you know. Um, so sometimes we wore gloves. Some of us wore gloves. Sometimes we didn't. It just depended on the weather and what we were doing and if we were going to be low crawling or dropping down in the scrub and everything uh, or if we were actually on the range and it wasn't too bad. But even then, sometimes you're on that cement when you're doing the 100-yard stuff and more. So it just depended. But... Uh, so, you know, so week three was roughly, as I recall, that's, that's what we were doing, was the weapon stuff. Um, and then, um, you know, a lot of stuff. I mean, just a lot of range stuff. Started out slow, uh, but certainly nowhere near beginner stuff. Um, arguably, it wasn't even intermediate stuff. The, this was all advanced stuff. Um, and you had to be able to not only shoot well, under numerous conditions, uh, numerous kinds of drills out there. Uh, sometimes 
they run you through solo individually. Everybody got their turn. There was a line. And other times it was in small groups, maybe two or three, sometimes four or five, um, and once in a while up more. But, uh, you know, we so that was, that was and it, oh yeah, and it included the shotgun. As I recall, it was the Remington 870, something like that. It was a pump action shotgun, long one. Um, and, uh, you know, the taller guys, the bigger guys, they, they usually handle that pretty well. It fit really well. Uh, some of the shorter guys, smaller guys, you know, we sometimes are like, wow, <laughs> this is like carrying a big, big broom. <laughs> I mean, you know, anyway, uh, so a lot of fun out there, a lot of good stuff. Um, and that kind of, you know, pretty much was uh, week three. So uh, probably, as I've said before with, with this podcast, at some point, whether it's, th- I don't think it'll be this season, it'll probably be season five or six you know, start doing recap stuff and putting stuff together, stuff that I left out, forgot, missed, whatever. Um, so there'll be compilations uh, to include some of this WPS stuff, stuff that I didn't recollect or didn't recollect all of it, put it all together. But for now, I think that's a wrap for this first episode of season four. And folks, I want to, seriously, I thank you so much. I, just an incredible amount of attention um, all the subscribers, all the listeners, all the followers, all the, you know, around the country, there's, there's a lot of people from various countries, the Middle East, Europe, Asia, you know, Asian countries, um, even South America, believe it or not, uh, probably even Central, uh, Canada, Australia, America, uh, folks, I thank you all for tuning in to Oconus, the Contractor's Life. Have a great day, a great week. Remember that the grass is not always greener on the other side. Be careful what you wish for. You might just get it. And until next time, keep it real. Oconus, the Contractor's Life extends a special thank you to music composer Kava Cohen and to Colin Perry of Ninja Tracks for allowing Oconus, the Contractor's Life the use of Kava's song, Heavy Clutch, from the music soundtrack to the game Forza Motorsport 7. And also, a big thank you to Andres Rodriguez, who can be found at the Fiverr website for his excellent original music scores.